I'd like you to turn in your Bible to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. <clears throat> I feel like the Lord wants to challenge us a bit tonight with a question. I guess I could say the question this way. What do you see in faith? Or what do you see with your faith? What do you see when you look in faith? Now, that implies that you are looking in faith. And we can't take that much for granted sometimes. It's often easy to get our eyes on to what we see around us in the, in the temporal, in the natural, in the present. Well, I see this. I see this taking place. Or my perspective only goes this far. But what I feel like the Lord is asking us is when you look in faith. So look in faith. If you've never done that before, start tonight. Look in in faith, not on that which is seen, but that on which is unseen. Look for what you don't see. It's kind of a, a paradox, but you're looking at something even though you can't see it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So I don't see it. <clears throat> but it's there in faith. I just I got an interesting little thought about the, uh, the substance. If I were to put a coffee cup right here and I asked you, what did you see? Well, you might see there's a coffee cup there. But the substance of what's there is some paper, some wax, Maybe some ink, if there's something printed on it. All those different things make up what you just see as a cup. But the substance, what's it made out of? And then what is paper made out of? And what is wax made of? So you can, you can really go deeper into the substance. But the scripture says, faith is the substance. So when I, when I look in faith... I'm seeing miraculous. I'm seeing steps ordered of God. I'm seeing future connections into the body of Christ. I'm seeing healing that has not yet taken place. I'm seeing a deeper walk with God than what I have right now. I'm seeing a closer relationship to God. That's the substance. That's faith. That's what I see when I look in faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2, for by it, meaning faith, for by faith the elders obtained a good report. Verse 3, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed 
by the word of God. Through faith. Say through faith. Not through third grade science class. Not through high school or kindergarten or preschool or sixth grade or adult education. No, through faith. I can't explain to you how these worlds got here except to tell you the word of God framed the world. The word of God framed the world. That's how they got here. The worlds, everything that's the worlds is framed by the word of God. And my faith is what tells me that. You know, the, the greatest, uh, the, there's only one person. There's only one person you have to convince of your faith. And that's yourself. Brother Clyde, you don't have to convince me that you know God. Brother Leland, you don't have to convince me that you pray and that you talk to God. Sister Kayla, you don't got to convince me that God made the world. You only have to convince yourself through faith. Through faith. I believe. Say, I believe. Through faith we understand. Through faith we understand. Now I like, uh, it's interesting to think about how I can understand something that I might not be able to explain. That's almost confusing to even say, but think about it for a minute. How do you understand it if you can't explain it? That's what I've always been taught, especially with having children of my own. You, you, you learn whether you know something or how well you know something by how well you can explain it. I can, I can teach my kids about payroll taxes because I can explain them pretty well after many years of experience with them. So I know them pretty well. I can't really explain to them the inner workings of a car engine because I have never really worked that well with that much experience on the inner workings. I just know when you turn the key, if it doesn't come on, you got a problem. Faith. Whew, I got faith that this engine's going to turn over. So, so... In the natural sense, we tend to think that we can only understand something if we can explain it. Frontwards, backwards, up and down, left and right, inside and out. I know it inside and out. And so if I don't, well, I, I don't know, it must not be true, or it must not, I'm not, I don't know, maybe I don't fully understand, or I'm not fully convinced yet. By faith, we understand I claim that tonight. By faith, I understand. Understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen, 
were not made of things which do appear or things which are seen. There, the, there wasn't an excavator on the earth before there was an earth. There wasn't a waterfall on the earth before there was an earth. There wasn't, okay, there wasn't a little tiny molecule, microscopic molecule on the earth that <laughs> spun around enough until all of a sudden there was an earth. I don't care how far down you want to break it down. If it's not in this scripture, it's not true. In the beginning, God. So that things which are seen. So anything that you see, you look around, whatever you see. Inside here, outside there. If you see it, it didn't get here by something else that you see making it. The Word of God made it. Put it here. I like to think sometimes in the, in the uh, factory sense. Because, well... I know who made that chair, or I don't know exactly, but I know somebody made this chair right here. I can see it, and I can touch it, and I can pick it up. I can sit down on it. So it's got, it got here because somebody made it. Okay, how far back with this analogy do you want to go? Because, yes, it was made in a factory. Factory is likely made out of walls. Those walls are likely made out of Brick, or stone, or mortar, or wood. Where did the wood come from? The tree. Where did the tree come from? Who put the tree there? Johnny Appleseed? You see what I'm saying? However far back you want to go with it, you get to God. The things which we see... We only relate to them by what we see, but we know they didn't get here through some other source. Jump down to verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Verse 7, by faith, Noah, everything Noah did, he did it by faith. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Imagine being at such a place in your faith and your relationship with God that he can tell you something's going to happen that nobody on earth has ever seen before. Never seen it before. You know those little rainbows that are in the Lucky Charms? They're going to start falling out of the sky. And the ground's going to be covered with them. No, what are you talking about? That's never happened before. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's ever happened before. If, you if God's telling you, 
It's, no, it's going to happen. It doesn't matter what, you, what reference book you can or can't find it in. He tells you what's going to happen. And by faith, you act on it. Being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. First two words and the last two words of that verse, by faith. By faith he did all of this and then he received this by faith. Starts with faith and it ends with faith. Next verse. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place. You know, it's a lot easier to tell somebody that you are called than it is to tell them where you are called. I'm called to preach. All right, start preaching. Somebody walks into this room and says, I'm called to be the pastor of this church. I'm going to have a problem with that. If somebody walks in here and says, I'm called to Timbuktu. I need $100 for bus fare. I'm going to have a problem with that. But, Faith, faith, look at Abraham, he was just doing his own thing, minding his own business, and the Lord comes to him and says, you got to get out of here and you got to go somewhere else, leave your town, leave your home, leave your family, leave all of this that you know and go somewhere. All right, well, if you give me the 90-day plan, how we're going to get there, when we're going to get there, where we're going, then I'll think about it. That's not faith. That's not faith. Faith is, okay, I, you said it, I'll obey it. And then whatever's the next step, I'll take it when you tell me. So by faith, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. He was just told to go. And he was told, by the way, wherever you go, wherever you step, that land's going to be given to you as an inheritance. And he went. Verse 9, by faith he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country. I want you to watch this. I feel, I feel the Lord is going to help us. He's going to share some things with us right here in this passage. Into a strange country. Sojourn in the land of promise. 
as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Uh, okay, hang on. I, I'm going slow, I know, and I, I appreciate you hanging in there as we talk through this. The promise was not Abraham's focus. Obedience was Abraham's focus. Obedience. Go. I don't see Abraham thinking to himself, all right, I'm going because I can get a promise if I go. That's, that stops working even with the dog, eventually. Oh, I'm going I'm to get something. I'm going to get something. What's in it for me? Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Until you learn, oh, this is just a trick. Oh, this is, there's no reward. Or that reward is not good enough. And then, because somewhere along the way, if the focus was on the promise, then he would stop walking. He would stop obeying. And he would say, okay, I think I've taken enough steps for my inheritance. I think I've taken enough steps for my family. I know you're telling me to take one more, but I think I'm good right here because look how far I've come. And I'm focused on the promise. I'm focused on this life, the temporal. Nope. He focused on obedience. In verse 10, for he looked. Everyone say, he looked. He looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. The Lord started to talk to me about that verse, and I, he hasn't stopped yet, but he's interrupting that conversation for me to share this here tonight. He looked for a city with foundations. If the Lord told you, head out past Toppenish to the next city, you're not going to find it on the map, but it's there. You're not going to get out in the middle of a bunch of brush and think, all right, this must be it. I got, out of, I got outside, past Toppenish. I'm no longer in the incorporated zone. This must be it. No, because if the Lord said to the next city, I don't know about you, but I don't really go and stay in cities a lot of times that don't have any buildings. I don't go to cities that don't have power Electricity, running water, often. I mean, that's not a city to me. There's maybe some life there. But it says he was looking for a city with foundations whose builder and maker is God. What do you see when you look in faith?
Next verse. No, let's go down to verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. Now, realize there's a difference in what you see and what you receive. They did not receive the promise, but they saw the promise. Seeing the promise was enough to make Abraham leave and go sojourn. Noah moved with fear and Noah moved with obedience, saw the salvation of his family. And he moved to that. How did Noah die not having received the promise, but having seen it afar off? Because... <laughs> Because the Lord told Noah, I am going to do a new thing. I'm going to start something with you. The start. You're the beginning. That is the promise. You're the beginning. Now, you're not going to get to stick around and live till you're 3,000 years old so you can see, so you can receive the promise. You're going to see. I'm going to let you see. I'm going to reveal to you my plan. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if you walk in it. I'm going to see if you obey it. The Bible says Noah found grace in the sight of God. And that grace said, I'm choosing to let you I'm choosing to give you the opportunity to obey. I <laughs> Okay, we're stepping all in this stuff right now. I'm going to give you the opportunity to be saved. I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the instruction. I'm going to show you the promise. You know what, Noah? I am going to wipe off every living thing from this earth. It's all going to die. But you can be saved. And your family can be saved. And I'm going to start over with you. Noah can see it. Just like he can see this something called rain. I don't know if he even knew it was going to be little drops of H2O, but he knew it was going to be something that the Lord said is going to cover the earth. And this ground, this dirt, this grass is not going to be here anymore. It's going to be something different, something new. I wonder how many times the Lord would go to you and say, I'm going to do a new thing through you that you've never seen. 
I haven't done it through your brother, your sister, your father, your mother. I'm going to do it through you. And we don't look in faith. We look around and say, I wonder if it's going to be like this. I wonder if it's going to look like that. It would be awesome if you did this. Instead of obeying. These all, verse 13 again. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Some of you, hear me, some of you need to make that your slogan. Now, I'm not saying post it anywhere. I'm not even saying paint it anywhere. Or let it become your slogan in here. Let it be the thing that you remind yourself of more than anything else. I'm a stranger. This doesn't make sense. Good, because I'm a stranger. I'm not really happy right now. Good, because I'm a stranger. I'm not getting what I want to get. Good, you're a stranger. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm going the place I'm... Good, you're a stranger. Let that become your attitude. Strangers and pilgrims, um, this, was their, this was their attitude. Noah's attitude. Abraham's attitude. I don't belong here anyways. I don't belong here anyways. If we would let this be our mindset, and I'm not talking about just Tuesday night or Sunday or when it's time to convince yourself to do the right thing. If you would let this be your mindset all the time, God will transform your life. It, there is so much, there is so much pressure in this world to seek what this world provides, to seek what this world promotes. Oh, you're 18? Time to graduate high school. Oh, you're 21? And you're not married? Oh, you better get married. Oh, you're 26 and you're living with your parents? You better move out. These are just little examples. But what, anything that the world promotes that the Bible does not specifically give direction towards, you at least got to call that into question. Right? This world is not my home. This world is not my home. I'm a stranger, I'm a pilgrim. 
in this earth. I can be as weird as I want to. I added that last part. Verse 14, for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. My life, how, how, okay, how easily could someone tell by observing you that you feel like, that, that heaven is your goal? That reaching heaven is your destination. Can they? If somebody does not even know you and they spend 30 seconds with you or three days with you or a month with you or they work with you and they see you eight to five, five days a week for three years, five years, two months, whatever, you put the time frame on it. At what point has it become declared plainly to them that you are looking for a country? That you are looking for a city whose builder and whose maker is God? Will they ever know it? You, okay, let's go back to what I said earlier. The, your faith, you only have to convince yourself. This is not a debate. You, uh, I don't have to convince you what the Bible says and how much I know about it and all that, but you should be able to tell by observing me that I believe it, that I'm convinced of it. There should be no doubt. There should be no question. These declare plainly there is no doubt, there is no question that they are looking for a country, not the United States of America, not a better United States of America. I'm going to shout on that one right now. They declare plainly that they seek a country. Verse 15. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. If, I, if Abraham started taking a few steps and looked out and said, oh, it looks kind of, eh, I'm not convinced. I'm going to head back this way. I'm going to go back to the place that I know. I'm going to go back to the place that I'm comfortable with. I'm going to go back where I don't get pushed out of my comfort zone. They could have returned. God gives you two things, a mind and a will. Your mind hears the Lord say, go this direction. And your will either says, okay, I'm going to go, or it says, not today. I don't think so. I'm good here. 
Maybe I'll go tomorrow. Give me a while to think on that. God gave you a mind and he gave you a will. Let's go let's talk civics for just a minute. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are endowed by their creator who knows the rest with such unalienable rights the right to life the right to liberty and I'm not preaching I'm just trying to uh, quote to you that the right to life the light to light the right to life the right to liberty and the right to the pursuit of happiness what Bible verse is that in what Bible verse is that in now the Bible does say you you cannot take a life thou shalt not kill so you were not given the right to take life. Where does the Bible say you can never be put in prison? Liberty. Freedom. I have the right to be free. Free from sin. If you really want to go there, you do have the right to be free from sin. But you don't have the right. Oh, Jesus. You don't have the right to go up into the government and say, here's what you can and can't do to me. Because I'm a human. It doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. I'm thankful for this country. I'm thankful for what we have here in this country. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else, honestly. But I'm not crossing over the line to say my American citizenship and all that it affords me is more important to me than what the Bible says about me. And the pursuit of happiness there's a way that seems right to man. That's the way I want to go because it's going to make me happy. Okay, but the end of that way is death. So you have the right. God gave you, I'm, telling, I'm just trying to explain to you, he gave you a mind and he gave you a will. What you do with it, that's up to you. And, you know this, you face the consequences of your actions. We all do. At some time, we do. Here or in the life that is to come. Verse 16. But now... They desire a better country. This is talking about 
those we just read about. Noah, Abraham, Abel was another one of those. Now, we're reading in the middle of Hebrews 11. It goes on more after this, but those that, we're, that we just read about is who it's talking about. They desire a better country. And not only these individuals, anyone that lives the way that they live, anyone that proclaims the things that they proclaimed, anyone that lives by faith, they desire a better country. That is, an heavenly, a heavenly country. Where was this verse in 2020? Where was this verse? Um, I'm not talking about COVID. Where was this verse? Where's it going to be in the future? I desire a heavenly country. Would you just pray for just a minute? Lord, we're listening for your voice. Lord, we're listening for your voice. I thank you for the truth of your word, Jesus. God, I thank you that you would meet us and talk to us here tonight. I pray, God, let the truth of your word be birthed in my spirit. God, let it take root in my spirit. Let it Take root in my mind, God, in my attitude, in my actions, and in my words, in my thoughts, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, we're talking about what we see in faith. What do you see in faith? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm not looking at this world around me. God, I'm not looking at its problems, and I'm not looking at what it has to offer. I'm looking, God, for a better country. I'm looking for a heavenly city. Lord, I I am not. God, I am not an inhabitant of this land. I'm not a citizen of this world. God, I am just a stranger here. This world is not my home, Jesus. You know it, Lord. You know it, Lord. This world is not my home. I don't put my faith in the things of men. I don't put my faith, God, in the words that men say. I don't put my faith in the promises of men. Jesus, I put my faith in You. Lord, I put my faith in You tonight. Lord, I'm going to walk where You say to walk. Lord, I'm going to look where You say to look. I'm going to fix my eyes on the things above. I'm going to fix my eyes on the things above. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm looking for a heavenly country. Lord, I'm looking for a city that You build. I'm looking for a city where You will take me to dwell. In the name of Jesus, this world is not my home. In the name of Jesus, I declare it tonight in Jesus' name. By faith, I declare it tonight in Jesus' name. 
Lord, through understanding of faith, through understand, I don't have every answer, Lord. I don't have the answer to every question, but I have faith, God. I have this mind that You gave me. Lord, I have this understanding that You've given me. Lord, and I have my will and I am making it clear tonight, God. I am professing tonight, Jesus. I'm walking where You lead. Lord, I'm walking where You lead. In the name of Jesus. Come on, just let this be your prayer for a minute. Come on, we're not in a hurry. Let this be your prayer. The Lord's going to establish you tonight. The Lord is going to establish you and strengthen you tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, I put my faith in you and you alone. God, I put my faith and my trust in you in the name of Jesus. Lord, when others have hurt me, when others have deserted me, when others, God, have turned their back on me, Lord, I know it's just a symptom of this world. I know it's just a symptom, God, but this world is temporary. Lord, this life is temporary. God, I'm not looking to store up treasures here on this earth. I'm not looking, God, to store up earthly treasure. God, I'm not looking to pursue anything, Jesus, that would lead to a pleasure, God, that's of this world. God, I am looking to pursue You to pursue you alone. And then come on, stand and pray it right now in Jesus' name. Lord, in your name, I'm claiming it tonight. Lord, I'm walking after you. Lord, I'm following after you. Jesus, wherever you take me, Lord, whatever country, Lord, whatever city, Lord, whatever town, God, whatever house, Lord, whatever place of employment, God, whatever family or friend that you put in my company, Jesus, Lord, it's all temporary and I am seeking you. I'm seeking you first in the name of Jesus. I'm seeking you first. Lord, I'm going to walk in it. Lord, I'm going to walk in it in the name of Jesus. Come on, let your faith grow tonight. Let your faith grow tonight. Come on, this is a place where your faith can be grounded and rooted. It can be strengthened. It can be built upon. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Lord, open our eyes. Lord, open our eyes to see the things that You would lead us into. God, open our eyes to see the direction, Lord, of Your Spirit. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I pray a miracle over the spiritual eyes of Your people tonight, God. Jesus, I pray the eyes of our understanding be enlightened tonight. God, the eye of the Spirit be open tonight. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Hikotahaye Adalamahaya. 
Come on, the Lord's changing our perspective here. The Lord's changing our... You might have walked in here looking at your life and what it looks like today, but the Lord's changing our perspective. He's asking you, what do you see when you look in faith? What do you see when you look in faith? In the name of Jesus. 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 Take my hand, Lord. Take my hand, Lord, and lead me. Lead me, God, according to your Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.